0: the Marcus Coate Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Cote. Hey guys, welcome back to today's episode of the podcast. Today I'm very lucky to join by Michael Zarafa. He's Australia's number one middleweight boxer, second in IBF middleweight and fifth in WBA middleweight as well. It was an awesome chat. Talked about Michael's journey. It was great to get an insight into his career and what it takes to be a boxer. So please enjoy. Welcome to the Michael's Co Fitness Podcast, Michael.
1: Appreciate it, mate. How's things? Good.
0: Yeah, I'm going well. And obviously, just touching on, I, I really do appreciate your time. I know. You're very busy at the moment. I'm sure you've done lots of these in your media over the period now. And I firstly just want to say congratulations on your fight the other week. It was incredible. Great work on that. I
1: appreciate it. Yeah, it's been crazy on my end. I mean, life's definitely changed. I'm world number two now. And, you know, we've got a a mandatory world title shot, which is unreal, which is what I've been working for my whole life, man. So I'm excited. I'm just enjoying a bit of downtime now. but I'm still training flat stick every day, just... Different mindset now. I'm not training to fight, just trying to keep fit, tick over and yeah, just enjoy, look good. <laughs> just enjoy, just it. <laughs> trying to look good.
0: And that's awesome to hear as well. Awesome. Yeah, great on that. Starting off, how you got into boxing, your story. And
1: it started when I was about seven years old, man. I just I, I just saw boxing fights and uh, you know, obviously I love the sport, but I loved I loved it as a kid growing up and I just watched them and, and I said to myself, you know what, well, all you need is a bit of dedication, a bit of hard work bit of heart, bit of sacrifice and, and you, you can make a lot of money and, and be, you know, a world champion and for me that was motivating, you know, knowing I could have that one fight and change my friends' and family's life, you know, and my family to be's life was, was motivating and, you know, I never looked back. I said to myself and my family, I said, you yeah, know, I'm going to be a world champion one day and I'm going to sell out stadiums and, you know, what, 20, 23 years later I'm doing that so, I mean, it's been a long ruling, you know, 23 years but I wouldn't change it for the world, you know, this is all I've done my whole life and. Like I said, I, I love it, you yeah, man. Without boxing, there's no life, honestly. Yeah. That's all I know.
0: No, it's awesome to hear us growing up. Maybe some insip- inspirations food to continue your journey and family, a massive part of it as well on your journey too.
1: Yeah, look, I, I I mean, my mum absolutely hates the sport. I mean, she's like every other mother. I think she wants, she wanted me to be a model, but uh, I fell short on the looks there. But, I mean, look, you know, without without the, the group, you know, around me that I've had, I uh, probably wouldn't be where I'm at. So it's a huge... Huge shout out to them, and they all know who they are. But you know, in the sport, there's a lot of people that come and go. You know, I've had a lot of people that were there, you know, years ago, and they're no longer to be heard or seen. But you know, you, it takes so much, you know, time and years to finally find the right people. And I, I and I truly believe I've I've got that team now. But yeah, man, it just takes a lot of trial and error. You know, like anything in life, you know, things that you you fail on. You, you for me, I can't fail the same time twice. You know, yeah. that's just if you if you're doing that, then you've you're just not learning, you know. So every time I failed or there was a setback, I tried to reassess and see, you know, where I stuffed up or who or you know what what went wrong. And I just try to yeah reassess and, and do it better. But again, you know, without without the team, it's not it's not really possible. So I mean, there's a lot of people that put their input in and make the final product and the and the the fight happen.
0: Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. That's over your time, I'm sure that getting the right people around you, you know obviously as as growing up, you'll have those friends and things you've met at high school and stuff, but obviously sometimes you go in different directions. And I think those ones that stay around is definitely going to help you along the way. I know, same again, growing up with my circle, everyone's different. So I think it's just staying connected with those Those ones are going to be around there for a sort of long time in the, the long life as well. And how many would you have in your team with you?
1: Well, yeah, like I said, you spot on the people, you know, obviously you go to school with and stuff like that. As I get older, you know, like they didn't really hang around because the dedication discipline and I was putting into myself and my sport, you know, and like everybody else that were growing up, wanted to go parties and girls and, you know, having drinks and stuff like that. But I, I just never really was into that, you know, I just was so obsessed with being a world champion and, and being recognized and, you know, being, having that legacy, you know, and fighting for world titles. But yeah, man, like I said, the people, you know, always come and go. And it's sad because, you know, there's people that were there that aren't here now. And, yeah, but like I said, man, the, it's all, it all comes down to sacrifice and who wants it more, man. There's no difference between you and I or me and the world champion at the moment. It's just who wants it more, who's willing to put in those the time, the effort, you know, and sacrifice, you know, the party life or the foods or, you know, the, the nightlife or whatever it may be, you know, and, uh, and I was just willing to do that. And that's why I'm in this situation now. And, you know, man, I'm just, I'm grateful that I get to obviously share the journey with people like yourself and, you
0: know, the public and Australia. And
1: man, it's, just, it's been an awesome journey. And, you know, I wouldn't wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Yeah, I love that. Man. I love those answers there. Physical preparation. It's, um, it's massive, obviously, working with clients and athletes too. How important is it for you in your lifestyle, but also boxing as well?
1: Oh, man, it's, it's everything. You know, if you're not dedicated, if you're not doing the, the hard yards, you're not going to get anywhere in anything in life, you know, relationally, business, whatever it may be, you know. So I'm always putting in the work. I'm always learning. I love learning. And that's the key, man. You can't – you can never be content. And a lot of people are, you know. They'll they'll get, you know, something exciting will happen or they'll win something and then they'll, they'll just be content. Like, oh, yeah, like I'm, I'm sweet. You know, I'm always trying to get better, you know. Like after my last performance, you know, I shut a lot of people up. I was the underdog going into that fight. I – I just yeah bounce back, shut a lot of people up. And like I said, yeah, like you gotta put in the work. It's it's all it's all sacrifice, all dedication. I mean, I'm putting two, three sessions a day and just not being content, that's the key word, not being content, man. You know. Yeah. You, gotta, you gotta keep building and making yeah, better. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think that's getting that better each time as you do it and doing those one percenters, I think probably the biggest like I sure, I'm sure you have late nights too with the training sessions too but yeah putting in oh, sessions, of course
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: putting, putting in the work yeah now, of course what does a maybe a session look like for you in your training sessions maybe in the gym or i know obviously conditioning session maybe some running as well what does a day-to-day look like for you guys with your training
1: well every day varies you know depending on what my team sets and who we're fighting and, and what the schedule set but you know it varies over a few things whether it be sparring pad work you know road work running strength and conditioning swimming uh, recovery so there's so many aspects. It's not just, you know, putting on gloves and punching on. You know, there's so much that goes in. There's days where I don't even box. You know, I'm, I'm a professional boxer and there's days I don't even box, you know, because I'll do sprint work in the morning and then I'll do my strength and conditioning at night and on. I haven't even laced up, you know. So yeah. there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that go in behind the scenes. But, you know, for me on average, I, I try to train about five, six hours a day broken up with a recovery session.
0: Yeah.
1: And look, I used, to, I used to be a big believer in, in more is better. But as I've got older, you know, less is more. And it's it's quality, you know, not quantity. And as I'm getting older, 30 years old, I'm becoming, you know, higher world class and my opponents are getting a lot bigger and better and, and stuff like that. It's it's about listening to the body. And you know, I, I know guys that train ten hours a day and they feel amazing. And you know, if I tried to do that, I couldn't do it, I'd die. You know, so it's all about listening to the body. You know, I could say to you now, let's go for a 10K run. For me, it's easy, it's fine, you know, but for you, you'd be like, man. My body's just not conditioned for that. You know, 3Ks might be enough for you and, you know, a swim might be enough. And, you know, so it's really about, it's really just about listening to the body and finding that balance between uh, not underdone and not overdone, which is pretty hard. But again, you just listen to the body, you know, if you're a bit tight, a bit sore, say, you know what, I'm not going to kill myself because you can't clock it all in one day. You know, if you've got a 12-week camp, it's about, it's a building process, you know, like not just smashing it all in one day and then crashing the next day you know so for me i just really start building and the only day that really matters is is the fight night you know because that's the night that really counts so i'm trying to build my preparation for whatever day it may be to be the best i can you know mentally physically emotionally and that's another thing you know goes on beyond just training it's all mental as well man there's a lot of things a lot of things but you know again i'm still learning so i'm still i'm getting old i'm still trying to figure out what the body actually wants actually needs and you'll never get it right you know it's just Unfortunately, yeah. it is, but you, you just keep building on it, never get content.
0: That's it. And I think, like, those I love those points there. Listen to your body. As I said, like, even me explaining to clients or just people in general, too. I know, like, everyone's different. What well, you spoke about then, and some things might not suit me or you, or um, Correct. Correct. Other
1: yeah.
0: people as well. So I think it's that biggest thing is understanding your body and what, what you feel comfortable at, and different, so again, different sessions or feeling the body, I think, is a big, is a big one too. And yeah, anything like favorite that stands out to you in the gym? I, I do you like in the gym, or do you like a bit of? Uh, do you like running too, or swimming?
1: Oh, look, man, running for me is very therapeutic. I don't run to run; I just run to clear the mind and uh, and think and go over game plan and stuff. I love sparring, man. You know, sparring for me is, you know, I'm a fighter. You know, so <laughs> sparring is good. You know, I love I love the road work. I can't stand strength and conditioning. Strength and conditioning for me is the worst. I uh. I suck at it, man. I've never seen anybody worse than myself, to be honest. I um I got so much coordination in the ring and I can slip and throw punch at the same time. But when it comes to like, you know, doing lunges with the hand above the head, I just I, I can't get any of the any of it right. But I love like again, I love learning, you know. So as much as it's the worst thing I hate doing, I kind of like doing it because, you know, I'm I'm adding to the arsenal, you know, I'm adding to the artillery. So again, for me, sparring and running stands out, but I mean, yeah, I'm am still still getting the, getting used to the fucking strength and conditioning.
0: I'm sure, your coaches and everything would obviously definitely see, or even yourself would notice the benefits of doing it, and then obviously seeing it pay off in, in the ring when you're fighting too.
1: Huge, huge. You know, once I started, you know, not not overdoing it, finding that balance, and adding, you know, one or two percenters here and there with the strength work, the recovery, it really plays a huge difference. And then when you start seeing it, you start believing it, and then when you start believing it, you start performing. Yeah. So for me, like I said, it was just having trust in those people. And it might take years before you find those people, you know, going back to what we said at the start, you know, the team. And then when I started seeing it, I started believing in my team, you know, then you start getting the results. And my trainer said, you know, leading into this fight, Mick, you know, we're going to cut the work rate by half. And to me, that was like, well, what do you mean, man? Like, we're just, you know, we're, we're not training as hard. And I started, goes, listen to me, man, we're going to cut it by half. He goes, we're going to add some power in there. You're going to see the difference. And uh, well, we saw the difference.
0: Definitely did. Actually, yeah, listening to a few podcast you did as well. I found this so interesting. Your nutrition. I know you're uh, obviously a big fan <laughs> of lollies too, as well. So that, like, that's yeah, that kind of a bit of a surprise. I never really. How did that come about for yourself? And yeah, do, obviously, you find it works for yourself too.
1: Yeah, man. Again, it's just like training. You got to find the balance. You got to like the team. You got to find the right team. It's just like the diet, man. Same thing. And for me i've been on vegan diets i've had nutritionists i've had chefs i've had it all for me the lollies man i just i don't know it's the quickest in, the quickest out i just feel happy eating it you know imagine training all day and then being able to have whatever you want you know it's the the best feeling and i don't believe in diets because if you train as hard as i train and then you eat as clean as you're meant to eat like it's you're not living Mm. you know so i'm willing to put in that extra bit of work to have a bit more, you know, freedom in when it comes to the the diet side, and you know, man, for me, sugar, I just it's it's my uh, it's my go to, man. I'm like a little kid. Um, uh, when I get my when I get my sugar, I'm happy. You know, like I'll come home after a hard day of, of, in the gym, and I will chuck on a movie, and I'm just I switch off, man, and have my have my sugar, have my lollies, my chocolate, and uh, I'm in my happy place, man. And my body, my, it's like a reward, you know my mm. my body will push six seven hours a day or whatever it may be. I do, and then it's like. You know, I look forward to coming home at night and then rewarding it with the things I like, you know, not, you know, not chicken and this and that. But, I mean, look, I eat my food when it comes to, you know, four, four, four or five weeks out of my fire. Obviously, I've got to start watching what I'm eating and yeah. really strict. But outside of camp, man, I'm a big, big kid, man. I love my sugar.
0: That's awesome. What's your favourite lolly or what's your go-to?
1: Oh, man, I've been smashing the sour stuff lately, man. I am <laughs> <laughs> starting to really the sour straps, the Coke bottles. And any, you name it, anything sour, I'll uh, I'll demolish. But yeah, oh, man, I mean, as a little kid, man, as a kid, I wasn't that big on sweets, man. But the last couple of years, I'm like, man, I, I'm starting to really find my my sweet tooth, and it's great. I got a dentist as a sponsor, so she <laughs> out to Greenville Dentistry and Doctor D. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, it would have cost me a fortune.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's it. I know, and obviously, you speak about being present in the moment as well. And I'm same again. I'm obviously starting to learn a bit more about it myself. I know growing up and everything i think like i'm still like obviously understanding the process of it but i think for me just trying to i said be present in each day that, that you make and i said you don't probably know what happens the next day or in the future i think how do you that is that bit of your mentality of was just being present in each each moment
1: yeah like i, I just I, I would go by like man if you live in the past you'd be depressed if you live in the future you get anxiety man to so just be present because i know it sounds cringy but like tomorrow actually isn't promised you know and people there's so many people that are here today right now that aren't here tomorrow you know because sadly it's, that's their time so i just tell them i remind myself man like you know we've got clean water i've got a roof over my head you know i'm doing what i love i've got great people around me you know there's kids that are way worse there's people that are way worse than i am so just a bit of gratitude grateful and yeah man just smile And I and i i i do this thing i learned with my sports psych you know whenever you have a bad day just Scream something stupid out, you know, make some noises, pull a face in the mirror and it, it automatically just changes it. Like if you're angry, look yourself in the mirror and just pull a face. You can't be angry, you know, you just start laughing because it's just dumb, you know what I mean? And you just got to try to program your mind because our brain's actually programmed to be negative and that's just a, like a protector, just tries to look after us. So in any situation, whether it be walking out to the ring, you know, it's the nerves, you know, what if, what if, what if. And man, I just say who gives a shit, man, it is what it is. You know the same guy going in there Wednesday night is the same guy waking up Thursday morning. You know and enjoy it. Memories. Everything else in this world is borrowed. You know, like the clothes we've got on now, the shoes we wear, we can't take that twenty years from now. You know what I mean? So all we take is memories, and that's all I want to. That's all I want to create. Yep. Leave back legacy, create memories, and, and man, just and just enjoy. You know, a hundred, eighty years we probably live. You know, majority of us eighty years. It okay, goes so quick. I've already lived 30 of them, you know what I mean? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I remember when I was 18 having my first fight, now I'm 35 fights in, you know, fighting for a world title. So, you just got to be grateful, man, and just enjoy it because it goes so quick. You know, soon maybe I might have a kid and he'll be fighting, you know, and you look back and think, Jesus, I could have, I should have. and No regrets.
0: I love that there and that's definitely great advice and the same again, I think just being grateful for everything you have and, yeah what what's to come to but yeah I think just staying in the moment is, is probably the biggest thing as well so I definitely love that there as well obviously moving on to now um I know you're on the SAS show and obviously unfortunately uh, due to an injury but yeah you had kind to of short sure. what was was there something that you wanted to always do and uh, maybe challenge yourself at the same time as well yeah
1: man like I've done everything in, in you know trying to scare myself out and see how you know how much I can take before I break but obviously that's been in the sporting world and and you know to when I saw the show obviously I had friends in the previous seasons and and stuff like that and I was like you know this looks pretty tough you know and I was talking to them obviously with the producers and tell like us man let's let's do it you know and they're like yeah you'll be a perfect fit and I was actually favorite to win but oh. unfortunately I was climbing on the sand and I, I dislocated my shoulder and uh, my c6 disc slipped and bulged and hit the nerve and I basically had no feeling no no movement my muscle basically just d- diminished and It took about six months. That was September last year. It took about six months. It's just come good now to rehab it. You know, I had to do so much stuff to build it back up. And even in my last fight in December, obviously, that was just a key busy fight to see where I was at with my shoulder because obviously I knew in the new year, this year, was going to be, you know, some big fights. And, yeah, it's only just come good now. Yeah, man, I'm looking for bigger fights. But, yeah, I I I was shattered, man, because it was a completely different experience and I've never been in something so full on in my life you know one minute we're, you know jumping off things and jumping into things and coming out of things and like you know it's just completely different and being in a solo sport you know having a boxing team but obviously me going in the ring uh it's you're running alone you know you're sparring alone you're doing everything alone so then being with you know a crew yeah having to potentially rely on these guys you know like if someone was falling back would get punished or you know if I wasn't doing what I had to do you know so we had to work as a team and Obviously, not being in a team sport, it was it was different for me, and I loved it. So, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back on. You know, there's talks that they want me back on. So,
0: that's good. You know,
1: fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, it's. it's, I always, I mean, I love watching and seeing, seeing who's um be able to go on there as well. But yeah, I I look at some of the challenges, and they definitely looking. Hope they do another show and be able to get on and go go all the way as well
1: fingers crossed brother fingers crossed
0: <laughs> another quote that stood out to me obviously if you do when i have been listening to the podcast you've been on i really like this is it like teach one or, each one teach
1: one? each one teach one yeah yeah yeah, you can,
0: yeah. You can so, explain what that is
1: yeah man like for me it's just each one teach one so f- forever it's, it's growth the, the 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 meaning behind that is growth so you know someone's behind you and not because they're behind you because of whatever reason it's just like when I was 19 I wasn't where I was when I was 30 you know so they haven't reached that pinnacle yet so for me if you're, you're around and surrounded by these people you know pick them up you know bring them to your level you know teach them show them you know give advice you know lead the way you've been there so you know if they want to like young kids ask me about boxing you know and I'm I'm trying to tell them about overrunning and, and this and that and you know basically sharing my journey with them you know and and trying to give them a bit of feedback you know and the guys that are in front of me you know like there's guys that I look up to that I want to be and and stuff you know such growth I want to be at their level so just like they're me bringing them up they're bringing me up you know so it's just each one teach one you know so I've been a big believer in that it's always always about giving back you know because it's a a tough like it's a tough world we live in man and you're meant to be helping everyone's meant to be helping each other you know what I mean and some of the shit I see on social media and you know on, on on well that's toxic. Social media is just toxic. But things I see on the news and just like yeah. the things you hear, yeah. it's made it's ridiculous. And you know, I'm a big believer in and always giving back, yeah. helping. And and yeah, man, each one to each one. It's just a, it's a big thing, man. Big thing.
0: Yeah, that's it. love that. And then I think as you just spoke on then, I think like yeah, there is so much negative stuff that does go on the world. I know like if I do switch on the news, I definitely just try to turn it off straight away because it's wasting my time, to be honest. And I know when I've spoken to, like, a mum on the phone or anything as well, she's always talking about on the news. I, said, I just switch it off, mum. Like, it's- yeah, yeah. It's all negative, man. It's all negative. <laughs> you
1: don't want any of that. You know, you come home from a long day, you know, it might have been a shit day and you come back to listen to more shit, you know. So, for me, I, I try to, if I didn't, if I was an athlete and using it as a, a you know, a platform to to get myself out there more and, and stuff like that, and people follow my career, I, I wouldn't have social media because, it's all negative, you know, and you see everyone's profile, even my profile, every picture's happy or, you know, an achievement, you know, and it's like, there's days I wake up and I'm like, bloody hell, I can't F with anybody, you know, like, I'm just yeah. like, man, I'm, I'm done, you know, but I'll still post a positive picture. So yeah. I think it's all false. It's all, and, and, and that's just everybody. No one's going to put a, a negative picture up, you know, and, and, but it's just, it's just, yeah, it's all false. And, you know, I'm just as bad as everybody else, but I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have it if it wasn't for my career.
0: Yeah, that's it. Now it's unreal to hear me. Michael, thank you so much for sharing that. What's next now on the agenda for you? I'll, and Obviously, I'll be, there'll be some big things coming up for you as well, but yeah.
1: What's... <laughs> uh, so we're now officially moved to number two in the IBF. You know, we're top four in the world now. And um, so we're, we're now getting an IBF world total shot. So we're looking at September, October. But again, I'll just leave that to my team, man. Sam Labruna, you know, he's a guru at what he does, man. And I'll just leave it to him. Yeah, we trust him. And when the phone when the phone call rings, we answer and we what's the news? If he's if he's calling me, we got good news. So every time I see his name, I get excited because when he calls, it's good news. You know, unless we're taking a piss or having a bit of banter, it's normally, normally pretty good news. So Thank I'm you. excited I'm in a real comfortable position, man. And I'm just enjoying life, like I said, man, just high on life at the moment and just really trying to embrace it. You know, people are like, man, you're number two in the world, and I see the rankings of my like, shit. You know, it still hasn't kicked in, but uh, you know, I knew it was it was inevitable for me, you know. At a young age, I knew it was gonna happen. You know, I knew I was going to be a world a world champion one day, and you know I knew I was going to get these opportunities, and I just had to keep pushing through all the hard times. And uh, we're not there yet, so you know people always say, "Man, you fought last week, have some time off for last one." No, man, we're not there yet. You know what? We don't change what's working. Yeah, you know, we work harder now.
0: Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, I'm just I'm just waiting for the, that phone
1: call. Once that phone call comes, the world's going to know what we're doing.
0: Nah, it's unreal, Michael. And I, I know you're going to obviously get get to that number one spot. So good luck with it all. I, I definitely can't wait to see you on there as well. I just got some little quick fire questions just to finish off.
1: That's cool, my man.
0: favourite meal before you box or game day? Game day.
1: Oh, man, uh, chicken palm. Yeah. Chicken palm, man. I love a chicken parma. But before a fight, I eat pretty clean because, you know, obviously after the fight we go we go back to the junk food. But before the fight I'm eating pretty clean. So it's high pastas, you know carb up the right way and get some protein in there fuel up you know get the electrolytes everything back in the body so we feel and perform 100 but after a fight mate I love my KFC I uh I don't mind the kernel and uh I love a chicken palm
0: yeah awesome favorite moment so far obviously there's plenty but yeah favorite moment for you
1: taking Cal Brooks 12 rounds you know for me that was unreal you know to go 12 the distance with Cal Brooks having Michael Buffer as my ring announcer it was just another another world man so that was pretty exciting
0: yeah, unreal. And uh, maybe favourite venue as well that you've fought at?
1: It'd be a toss-up between Sheffield Arena or where I fought Peter Quillen, Connecticut. That stadium was pretty pretty dope too, man. Next level.
0: Yeah, awesome. Favourite place to travel to? Well,
1: oh, I mean, I've been, I have I like Japan. Japan was completely different. I mean, I've been to America. I've been to England. I've been to Russia. I've been Thailand, I've been all those countries. But Japan for me was it, was, it was crazy, man. I've never seen a country so clean. Like it was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, awesome. And then do you have any go-to music before you go out to your
1: fight? Uh, i listen to Eric Thomas, man. Just some motivational, you know, the orchestra, the violin, you know, him talking in the background, you know, just real motivational stuff. I don't really like the yelling in the ear and the, that kind of music before a fight. A lot of people listen to grungy stuff and, you know, like Slipknot, I I can't do that. But for me, it's just a real slow Eric Thomas motivational stuff.
0: Yeah, awesome. And then just to finish off, maybe some advice for kids wanting to get into boxing and maybe starting out boxing as well.
1: No matter what you do in life, you're you're going to get a thousand no's before you get a yes. Um, Don't let it dishearten you. As long as you believe in yourself, that's all that matters. You can get to the top on your own. You don't need anybody else around you. You train hard, you fight easy. Uh, Always put in the work.
0: Unreal. Love it there, Michael. Thanks so much for your time today. I really do appreciate it Jumping on the podcast today and uh, good luck with your journey ahead and uh, I can't wait to um watch you in the ring there as well.
1: Thanks, brother. Take care, my man. Enjoy.